Like, what about your people? No, I no. See, my <laughs> listen. My people aren't the issue. My, I know my people are the problem. Like, they're not the issue, but they're the problem. My a unless I'm cussing, talking about Cardi B and Beyonce's performance. No one in my social media sphere is listening to a 35-minute podcast with my voice. Welcome to Camp Career, where we help you pitch a tent over your dreams and ditch the excuses. It's really like one big campfire for career building. Hey there, hi there, ho there. It is episode number four. I am your co-counselor, Kendra Stanton-Lee, and I want to change the world one resume at a time. And I'm Ife Alaure, and I want to change the world by creating inclusive communities within businesses. How you doing, Ife? I'm doing good. The weather outside is not frightful. Hooray. Um, and I can peek over your shoulder and it looks like you got some sunlight out there. Is the snow gone? Praise Abba Father. Uh, it was a beautiful day. Today's Earth Day when we're recording it. So my babies and I, we woke up the earth. Oh, we said, wow. hey, are you still down there? Uh, it was gorgeous. And gratefully, I survived this week, my friend, because it was my kids like seventh spring break of the school year hubs was sick i was wearing the grumpy pants all week long with the weather being craptrocious mm. but i survived and now i am here i am ready to raise the flag if it's okay with you ife because there's some things that i'm pretty happy about let's get it done okay so I want to raise the mighty camp career flag to my friend Jim Fitch at Allegheny College. Woo woo for sharing the camp career podcast love. Um, I also want to thank my friend Steph who hired me to revamp her resume. And if I do say so myself, it is pretty shiny. All right. What, what do you got over there? What's making you smile? So. Um... For me, what's what's really exciting, besides the weather, it's looking to be about 80 degrees on average this week out here. So the sun's out, so my shoulders are out, you know, I'm working on, working on my tan. Oh, is there but, a gun show over there? <laughs> get your licenses, get your licenses. <laughs> but no, what's really exciting for me, something that has kind of come back up, is authenticity. Hey. And I say that because there's two things. One, Cardi B dropped her album, and it's so authentically her. Mm. Uh, her the stories that she tells, it speaks to me as a talent acquisition professional, where a lot of people seem to be faking um, who they are as a professional, whether it be on their resumes or cover letters or their interviews. And one thing that I found is that the authentic version of yourself is what's going to make you successful, because you can only fake for so long. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I wanted to share that's making me happy, it's a little bit off track, but there is a about five minute scene at the end of a really great movie called The Little Death. I recommend anyone go out and watch it. It's, I believe it's an Australian movie, but it's a really great scene about building relationships and it's, uh, it's done in a really creative way that came out of left field, um, as it were, um, first cliche for the day. 
But anyway, so those things are making me happy. Authenticity, me remembering to be my authentic self and shouting out Cardi B for uh, dropping a really great project. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I think authenticity is something that we could celebrate all the live long day. And I think it's great being as young as you are. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, okay. Not, not, a, not a seasoned woman of a certain age like I am. I appreciate that a young person would be celebrating authenticity and recognizing that it is a force by which you can find success. Hmm. Because for so many of us who are trying to shoehorn ourselves into what we think a job wants us to be, or um, in my case, I just remember so many times having to kind of sit on my hands and like, okay, I'm not going to write the clever email response. Like I'm just going to write the very business parlance email response. Well, that's not really benefiting anybody. It's just a sign that you're probably in the wrong environment for yourself or you are perceiving something that no one else is thinking. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I agree. I agree. No, I think especially in this current climate, people are trying to figure out who they want to be. Again, anytime I see someone shine through and it just seems that they're being authentically themselves even though I may not agree with this, this, the stands that they take or the, the positions that they, they, they take on certain issues, just that the comfort to be able to be true to you is, is it's mind blowing and it's, it's refreshing. So that's it. It's hot. It's fire. <laughs> uh, moving on to craft, we just have a finer point. And this is based on a conversation that Ife and I were having earlier this week. I think we all have friends in our lives. It's kind of like the wrong people have self-esteem, you know, like the wrong people <laughs> have the best confidence. You should They're... not be self-confident. <laughs> like, uh, you know, it's, it, we all have a friend who's like so body positive that it's a negative for them where, you know, they're like, pouring themselves into a pair of pants and you're like no can you breathe in those like i'm concerned about you Mm. Mm. and a lot of us are coached or postured into believing that we should when it comes to salary negotiation we should always argue for what we are worth Mm. and um and I don't know what the calculus is for worth, but how would you calculate it when it comes to a salary EFA? So is it like experience plus unique skill set plus positive attitude? I mean, what's, what's the math there? That's a great question. And I wish I had an exact formula, but I think it's a combination of understanding one, what the job pays mm-hmm. because your worth as a, call center worker (laughs) isn't lowered if you transition to being the vice president of communications for a fortune 500 company true what i'm saying is a call center worker and the vice president of a fortune 500 company um they are they're both worth quite a bit 
but one job is probably gonna pay a little bit more than the other. So first understanding what the job pays is gonna be critical for any sort of um, approach to the salary negotiation process. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, as, you, as you enter in the negotiation process, please understand that it is your right in most states, I would say, at least in California, it is your right to know what the wage range is up front. So is that with killer company, it, you can ask in advance what the range is? I would say if you're not having the conversation about the wage range, not the wage rate. So right. there's a difference between the range and the rate. So the range is the bottom of the scale, the top of the scale that they're willing to pay for that particular position. The rate is what they're going to assign to you when they make an offer. Don't force the question about your wage rate up front, but you're, I would encourage you to have a discussion about the wage range mm-hmm. as early in the conversation as possible. I've had numerous situations where I, I see other recruiters get to the end of a recruitment process. The person has interviewed three or four times. They've come on ground. They've scoped out houses because they want to relocate. And then an offer is extended and we are 60 to $75,000 lower than the person needed for that role. Mm-hmm. That is unacceptable in my opinion. Um, it is not fair to the candidate. It is not fair to the organization because the cost to recruit is significant. Mm-hmm. And so as you approach the negotiation process, again, I think it's very important for you to respectfully but comfortably request the range for the position that you want to enter in. And it's as simple as either talking to a recruiter or sending an email. I would say do it on the phone rather than doing it via email, but just asking simply, hey, so-and-so, could you share with me the wage range for this particular position? What is the bottom scale? What is the midpoint? And what is the top end? That gives you a chance to understand where you might fall. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And so uh, I think that's the first step in gauging what you're worth if you're trying to assign a dollar figure, um, as it were. Right. Um, yeah. I, I, I agree with that and have experienced that. And I think that um, sometimes the message that is sent is not the same message that's received when it comes to negotiating salary. So we're told, know what you're worth, know what you're worth. Mm. But you may very well be worth what's at the tippy top of the range, mm. but you don't know. <laughs> you don't know if that is going to hurt your bargaining power. Sometimes mm. you have to know what's important to you and what you're willing to leverage. So if it's vacation yeah. time, if it's like healthcare benefits versus Work a total remotely. stud salary, yes, yeah. working remotely. Um, no, because it's important. See, the thing is, here's, here's, here's what I actually want our listeners to understand. If you don't understand the range, you can't have the conversation of worth. Because here, here's what I've discovered. I've discovered that I've underpriced myself thinking that I was giving myself a raise, only to find out that my raise was at the bottom of the scale. And the company was more than happy to give me what I asked for because I underquoted them. If I had understood the range, I would have understood that where I thought, which was a 15% increase to my previous rate of pay, was a, I thought that was a good raise, but that was, again, lower than the bottom of the scale. Mm-hmm. So 
it's a very simple process in my in my mind as a recruiter. So it might not necessarily come across as such to, to job seekers, but it's a simple conversation. Thank you, Mr. Recruiter, Mrs. Recruiter, for having this conversation with me. I really want to hear more about the opportunity. Are you able to provide the wage range for me? It should be pretty simple. Let's say it's between, they'll say somewhere like between $15 to $23 an hour. That's the wage range. And then you'll understand the bottom of the scale is $15. The top is $23. If you have 10 years of experience, you're probably somewhere between the middle and the top. Most scales are based on years of experience between 10 to 25 years, meaning the person getting $23 has between 10 and 25 years of experience. It varies by organization. So if you have one year of experience and the range is 15 to $23, it would not be wise to try and request $23 an hour. And I say that because what you have to also factor in is internal equity, meaning if there's other people in that role, in that position, right, that have been there for some time, they are not getting $23 an hour unless, one, the company doesn't take look, a look at equity, or two, they've been doing that job for anywhere between 10 years and 25 years. And then I say, don't be greedy. Have yes. a number in your head. And if they get close to that number, negotiate up to it. If they hit that number the first time, accept the offer. Yeah. That's it. I, I agree with you. And I think that that stays in people's memory of you, that, mm. that you weren't this hard bargainer um, when, it, when it came down to it. You weren't trying to like milk them for everything mm. they had. Yeah. Um, Ife, I think this is really important. And so I just hover here for a second. Um, because I wanted to offer just an alternate route to finding out what the wage range was. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned having the conversation with the recruiter and then just being forthright with it. Yeah. I went another route um, fairly recently and I would recommend it if you are not working with a recruiter. So if you're working especially for a school or a nonprofit organization, um, what I did was because I could tell that this job was probably something that I would enjoy to a certain extent, but it might not pay me <laughs> enough so that I would truly enjoy it. The mission field. <laughs> I reached out to the person to whom you were meant to send your resume, and I said, would you honor my request for a 10-minute informational interview about this position? because I don't want to waste your time and put in my resume and have the HR people call me and so forth. And if I sound arrogant, it's because I'm pretty sure that, you know, I, I could have done this job 10 years ago, but mm. it's within my field. So I wanted to check it out. And the, the person who, who was the would-be supervisor, she was like, yeah, come on in, let's have a chat. We had a very congenial chat and I, and at the end of it, I said, well, this all sounds great. Do you happen to know what the salary range is for this? And she was very forthcoming with me at that point. And then I said, okay, that's probably less than I was expecting, but that sounds fair for the job. So let me think about this some more. 
And so that, that way we didn't have to set up some big interview panel. Mm. She didn't have to like, HR didn't have to process my resume because we were just having a conversation. And so that it doesn't always go in your favor that way. But in that case, I was really pleased that we were able to take those 10 minutes to chat. Well, and no, that's, that's very important. That's very, very important. And what you'll find is a, a lot more progressive companies, recruiters, proactive recruiters, they're having, they're the ones setting up that 10 minute chat prior mm. to any interviews being set up. Mm. I do not want my candidates to have any conversations with my hiring leaders unless I have talked to them about the organization, the benefits, their interest in the job and compensation. That way they can decide if they want to continue in the process or not. And I can also share with my hiring leader, they understand the organization, they get the culture, they see what the responsibilities are from a surface, you know, high level perspective and compensation from the range perspective anyway, won't be an issue. So when they do meet, if they decide to continue, they're talking about the work. They're not worrying about the logistics. They're not worrying about, can I pay my bills if I take this job? And it's not an awkward thing that is kind of stumbled upon at the end of the interview with the hiring leader, which could lead to disappointment for either party. So I think it's important for if there's any other recruiters out there that aren't doing this is set up a phone screen prior to setting up an interview with the hiring leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's going to save you time, save you frustration, and it gives the candidate the best possible ex- experience. And that's really what we need to be doing is putting the power and the dignity back on into the uh, recruitment experience for the candidate. Uh, there is a lot of talented people out there now. And if we aren't embracing their perspectives, their skills, and respecting their time, we're just going to get warm bodies into seats and we're going to end up refilling those positions in 90 days, 180 days, which end up costing more. You know what the turnover numbers are if you're a recruitment professional. So um, I think it's important to have that 10 minute conversation. Like you said, we call it a phone screen or a pre-screen. Uh, I, I call it recruitment chats with Ife. If you, you get an email with me and again, it's just a chat. It's just a conversation. It's not super formal. You're allowed to be yourself. Uh, but at the same time, you get some really important answers to whether or not you can do the job at that company. Not if you have the skills, not if you have the experience, uh, but if you can do the job at that company with whatever is being offered from a benefit. Okay, that was beautiful. You said something to the effect of putting the dignity back in the process and could see that as a nice little subheader on your business card, you know, <laughs> Ife Alara, uh, putting the dignity back into the process. Um, and, and then you could also put like fairy godfather under it, underneath it, you know, cause you're just all fairy. about just like waving your wand and fairy. Yeah, I can. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be a, a lot of space, a lot of writing on my business card. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll get that in. The, Talk about dignity, though, is a perfect segue to our campfire because we got a letter, campers. All right. Mail mail call and campfire. So our letter today comes to us from Jenny in Virginia. Hey, Jenny. And here's what she says. Uh, As I am on the job hunt again, 
all the horrors of what three years ago previous endeavors have come up to haunt me again so she's back on the prowl Hmm. three years she was just on the same prowl and she says tell me again why it's so hard to apply for professional positions in schools and please do a podcast on those dag nab job fairs it's like a meat market except you're the meat and you got a (laughs) high but not too high, heal it to the best butcher. <laughs> uh, is she a writer? Uh, she is a, a talented writer, but she is a very gifted teacher of young people. So I hope oh. that she finds something good. Let's parlay about job fairs. Oh, the job fairs. It's been a minute since I have attended one. Um, but I try to think of them less as job fairs um, because I think we all have post-traumatic stress from science fairs and Mm. volcanoes exploding. Mm. Research day. (laughs) Better be dressed up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Campus research day for the... I, I always try to think of them as, like, relationship fairs, like a every booth presented for me an opportunity to bridge a relationship with some friendly new person. So I, I always encouraged like my students when I was teaching to just go to the job fairs and to give yourself kind of a softball goal. Like I'm going to go in there and I'm going to talk to 10 new people, 10 people I've never met. That is a measurable and not an insignificant goal. Mm. Another might be, I'm going to walk out of here with five business cards of people whose jobs sound interesting to me. I feel like that's manageable and it doesn't put the onus on you make people take action other than giving you their business card, which frankly people love to do. Mm. So that's all I can offer except a big old hug to Jenny in Virginia um, to approach job fairs with a sense of here's where I might be able to make new relationships. But what, what do you say to her quandary of this is a meat market and I have to go to the best butcher and I shouldn't wear two high heels. So no, it's, it's, it's a very, very intimidating, very challenging process in terms of job fairs. I think anyone that's going to a job fair for the purpose of finding a job needs to do research figure out who is going to be there, what jobs interest you the most, and, and, and have your list, almost like a shopping list. Honestly, I would flip it. In my opinion, while it is a meat market, I think that the organizations are the meat. And the candidates are possibly different variations of butchers because if you think about it, most of the time those organizations are paying to be there to get their brand out. Mm-hmm. Either they're having a hard time to fill their positions or they need to, to uh, get interest in their hard to fill roles. So if you already know ahead of time, I want to work in this particular sector or for this school or at least in this department in a school, research who's going to be there and then have that as your top priority to go and connect with them. Limit interactions 
limit unnatural interactions to less than two minutes if you can, because everyone is clamoring to talk to someone, but be memorable. I think that's, that's another thing from all the job fairs I've attended as an employer is the people that I have actually wanted to communicate with after the fact they came in, they handed me their resume, they knew what jobs we had available Mm. and they asked me about specific roles. I, (laughs) Oh man, I had a job fair. I, it, it was the most awkward situation I've had in my most recent life. I was at a college job fair at my alma mater, actually. And I was standing there talking to some people. This young man walked up, waited until I was done talking. And then he looked at me and he said, huh, healthcare. So you guys are looking for nurses, right? And I said, oh, well, no, we're looking for different positions. We have marketing, we have, ad- we have advertising, we have finance. He was like, okay, here's my resume. I don't think you can help me. And then he walked away. <laughs> and I was so impressed because he said he was, I, he must've told himself he was going to drop off X amount of resumes, <laughs> but he also didn't see himself doing anything or wasn't interested in anything I had to offer. So he didn't waste my time. He told me to my face that we had nothing to offer him and he walked away. Right. Sometimes it's hard to train our reflexes, but that young whippersnapper, I just want to say, sometimes it's not all about you at that very moment, bro. Like sometimes you can gain just by like asking somebody. So what's your job like? Why is that a great organization to work with? Did you get off for Christmas or did you have to beg and plead on your knees for the day? (laughs) When you go, and if you do go, know what you're trying to get out of it. Um, Limit the time that you spend at each booth because at the end of the day, if you know what you want to do and you've hit the the first three or four companies that you want to work for, and you've either got information about the recruiter or the person who's actually making the decision, the real work is the follow-up. That's really what yeah. it is. It's not necessarily that interaction. It's, it's following up, sending an email, making a phone call, and, and being consistent with your communication after the fact. It is intimidating, but I would encourage you that uh, you can make some lasting connections at job fairs. I've hired people at job fairs. It's not just for show. And those organizations that are there are there because they want to hire people or they want to get their brand out. So it's not just, again, it's not just for show. So uh, be encouraged, Jenny. I'll be uh, sending good thoughts your way and and hope you uh, find a great opportunity in in education. Cheers. Courage, sister. Well, believe it or not, it is time to lower the the flag at Camp Career. What a wonderfully productive chat we've had. I barely want to leave. I just want to stay here at the camp. My flag lowering is just a silly one, but... I think it's salient to what we're trying to accomplish here at camp. And maybe some of you have seen the adorable video on Facebook. I think it's by a group called Ma Baby. And it's all these little itty bitty babies getting their glasses for the first time. I did see that. And it was just so moving because you've got these like little basically like these little balls of cookie dough you know that's like with with eyes Mm -hmm. and then you put these precious glasses on them and they're like suddenly be able to see their mom's face for the first time and to like mirror their reflection 
And um, I just, I was so moved by this video, but I also thought, you know what, this is relevant to the career search because sometimes we're just so up close to what our goal is and what's not happening in our inbox mm -hmm. and who's not calling us back that sometimes we need to put on a new pair of perspectacles, if you will. Maybe that comes in the form of glasses. It's always good to get your prescription checked, but maybe it comes on putting on some proverbial new lenses and just seeing the landscape of your life and your career hopes from a different perspective, thinking, okay, this might not be what I want to do for this moment in time, but it is a stepping stone and I'm learning so much, even though it's not maybe my favorite job of all time. That's a perfect way to end it. Okay. Like so it. keep hustling out there, camp careerists. And please, please, please share the podcast with a friend, whether they're hunting for a job, trying to be a zippy recruiter. Yeah. Or just improve themselves as a professional. True that. <laughs> please review our podcast on iTunes. Five star reviews. Welcome. All right, Talk you to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.